This is The Public Speaker. Quick and dirty tips for improving your communication skills with your host, Lisa B. Marshall. Recently, I received this email from an orthopedic resident in Australia. I was wondering if you could help me with a growing problem. I've lost a great deal of confidence in my public speaking and find my mind goes blank when I'm put on the spot by senior colleagues in academic meetings. I manage okay with organized speaking and giving presentations, but flounder and sound unconvincing when giving answers to impromptu technical questions. This is really destroying my credibility. My problem is talking with confidence under pressure. Do you have any helpful tips for this kind of situation? Thanks for your question. First, you should know you're not alone. No one enjoys being put on the spot or having to answer unexpected or difficult questions. It's stressful. But there's good news. It's possible to learn to think on your feet and speak clearly, concisely, and confidently. It's just a matter of practicing a few skills and tactics that I'll talk about in today's episode. First, it's important to know how to relax when you're under pressure. I suggest listening to one of my previous episodes on proper breathing and the two episodes on handling nervousness. In this case, it's critical to slow down your breathing and to get rid of that inner critical voice. Even if you struggle with abdominal breathing, just deepening and lengthening your breath stimulates the relaxation response. As a physician, it's likely you already know that this lowers the level of hormone neurotransmitters, which creates a feeling of calm. In fact, many of the things that happen when we're stressed, such as increased heart rate and faster breathing and high blood pressure, they all decrease when we breathe slowly and deeply. To quiet mind chatter, you can focus on your breath. Or perhaps you could use meditation techniques. Another longer-term idea might be to try yoga. The research shows that this helps people with breathing, relaxation, and the ability to focus. Of course, the ability to focus on the questioner and really listen without distraction is critical to the success of your answer, especially for technical people. You'll need to listen carefully so that you fully understand the question. It helps if you look directly at the questioner and, if necessary, ask him or her to repeat or clarify the question. Often, the second time the question is more concise and much clearer. In addition, it's a good idea for you to get in the habit of repeating the questions. That helps because, at times, you'll want to slightly rephrase the question, maybe to make it less aggressive, more narrow, or even broader in focus. Especially when you're feeling pressure, repeating the question gives you a bit more time to think about your response. Next, always pause. Always pause before you respond. As long as you don't have a look of panic on your face, you'll look thoughtful, careful, and respectful. So pause even if you know the answer and especially if you feel attacked. Blurting out a response without thinking it through just makes you look insecure and anxious. A thoughtful pause reminds you to slow down and collect yourself and your thoughts. It also lets you choose the best organizational structure. I've noticed that stress seems to make people either answer too briefly or they ramble on. When responding to an impromptu question, the idea is to structure your response for clarity, brevity, and impact. By learning a few impromptu response structures, your answers will always sound organized and confident. Unfortunately, I don't have time to review all the possibilities, so I'll very quickly cover three common structures. The first one is called PREP. Position, reason, example, position. PREP. In this model, first you state your position on the topic, and then you state your reason for taking that position. 
Next, you provide an example or a story that supports your reason, and then finally you summarize by restating your position. The second structure is called PEP, point, example, point, PEP. It's easier than the first one, and it can be used in a much wider variety of questions. In this one, you start briefly by making a point or stating a key idea or an objective, then you give an example or a story that proves your point. Then you wrap up by restating the main idea or the main point. When you're short on time, this is the way to go. The final structure calls for you to quickly think of a way to divide up your response. I call this one divide and conquer. There's a few classic two and three part divisions that you'll want to memorize, such as past, present, future, problem, solution, cost, benefit, us, them, ideal, real, and low, medium, and high. Of course, there's many of these, so try to practice the ones that are common to your field. These are really easy. You just pick in an appropriate division and then include a little bit for each section. I think the best way to learn how to organize on the fly and respond with confidence is to practice, to practice a lot, actually. I always tell my clients to start with easy questions, such as, where do you like to vacation? So if I were to use the PEP structure, I might say something like, I like to relax and enjoy warm, sunny, tropical beaches for my vacations. For example, I'll be heading to an all-inclusive resort in Panama this year. We'll be able to scuba dive, swim, kayak, and just chill on the beach. And my mother-in-law, who happens to live only 25 minutes from the resort, she'll be taking care of my girls. However, if I were to use the divide and conquer structure, I might say something like this. Before I had my twin daughters, I spent my vacations in warm tropical beaches like Belize and Grand Cayman. However, for the past five years, my only vacation was a few short hours of quiet when someone else was watching my girls. However, in a few short weeks, we'll be vacationing in Panama, relaxing by the ocean, and the second largest man-made pool in the world. I can't wait. If you practice all these techniques when the questions are easy and you're not under pressure, you can learn the structures quickly. Then, when you're put on the spot, you can easily relax, listen, organize, and then respond. Whether you're attending a meeting, interviewing for a job, presenting a proposal or selling an idea, or handling the question and answer session, being able to talk clearly and concisely at a moment's notice is critical to your professional success. This is Lisa B. Marshall, passionate about communication. Your success is my business. Hey, P.S., there's bonus material this week. I created an audio clip of me answering a question using the organization structures I talked about in the episode. For this additional material, please join the Public Speaker fan page. If you'd like to connect with me, feel free to join my networks on LinkedIn and Twitter or join my newsletter. All the links are in the show notes. Finally, for technical speakers, I added some additional audio clips of me presenting live in New York City. You'll find these clips on Impromptu Speaking on the Public Speaker homepage. If you have questions about how to communicate better at work, leave a voicemail at 206-350-7970 or email publicspeaker at quickanddirtytips.com. Sign up for Lisa's newsletter or get information about speeches and workshops by visiting lisabmarshall.com. You can find a transcript of this show and links to connect with Lisa at publicspeaker.quickanddirtytips.com.